hey, hey, guys, this is another episode of Nomad Happy Hour. This is John coming at you today. Uh, this week we have been hanging out in the Lake Havasu area trying to get some more interviews for you guys, more more stories of being out on the road and more events that are coming up uh, here in the near future. Uh, today on Nomad Happy Hour we have Laura. Laura and I met actually at Descend on Bend this year, uh, which most of you guys know of it. It's a, a van life nomadic gathering event that goes on uh, near Bend, Oregon. It's about a week long. Uh, we ended up actually meeting at the pre-party beforehand. Uh, Laura is actually from Chicago, around my hometown of Joliet, Illinois. And she's traveling around in a 2003 Dodge Ram 1500. So Laura, I appreciate you coming on to Nomad Happy Hour and joining me today. How has, uh, you know, today been for you? Today has been a busy, busy day. Um, it was cleaning day, and it's been... Adulting and, time. Adulting time. And so, of course, as you know, everything has to leave the van, and then slowly everything gets put back in the van. And luckily enough, we don't have a lot of stuff, but sometimes we feel like we do. I definitely sometimes feel like I have way too much stuff, and yet I live in a 75-square-foot space. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, like, cluttered at all. So, anyway. Well, no, you were saying that you, like, decluttered some stuff today, so it actually feels like, you know, it feels like it's bigger in here almost. It does feel bigger in here. It's funny you that can you can... You even believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, in a 75-square-foot square foot space. Yeah crazy. Uh, so Laura, tell us, when did you actually uh, start van life and what got you into van life? Well, it's something that I always wanted to do was to drive around and see the world or the country in a van or of something of that sort and really see the United States. First thing or one of the um, things on the top of my list was the all the way up one to the Canadian border. And go into Canada? Not necessarily go into Canada, but maybe. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't get to just because its borders were still closed because of COVID. Right. Anyway. They're open now, um, though. They are. They are, they are. So spring. Springtime. Definitely not now. I'm going to Canada. No. So, like, I... Anyway, it was something that I always wanted to do. And then... Since you've been, once like, my, a little girl, too? Yeah. Or just, like... Like, I've always... So that's interesting. So I moved 50 times in my life total that's before insane. I moved before I moved into my van that's crazy so yeah all kind within of. the United States mm-hmm yeah so I yeah kind of like kind of always have been a nomad <laughs> <laughs> in some sort anyway really well, we have it built into us and yeah some of us don't know that we are n nomads until we you know get out here and get a feel of this lifestyle in the community yeah and then you know I just for me it felt really at home like I felt immediately just at home um, and so it, it for me it was really because like so many other people COVID came and um, what I do is a a bit unique or some of what I do is a bit unique anyway and the places that I do it in were all shut down. 
And so my income stopped and um, I sort of reinvented myself that way so that I could do it virtually. And I won't go into any of that, but the virtual thing didn't didn't feel right for me because I like to actually connect, connect with human with beings others. with others. Um, it has its purpose, but that's not really what I wanted to do. And that just there wasn't a lot of bite for that. There really wasn't any. And so I decided to, um, when my lease was up, decided to revamp it again and, you know, slowly but surely move into actual in-person gatherings and take the thing that I always wanted to do, which was to drive around and see the world and just take advantage of that. And so that's kind of, I mean, COVID didn't really get me into van life at all. Mm It's just, it happened to be the right timing in COVID. Yeah. Um, it's pretty impressive, uh, as you say, that you, quote unquote, reinvent yourself. You know, that you're able to just get up and figure out what the next step is. Hey, dog. Your dog is just trying to get in on the show. It's okay. Yeah, she is. It's we part of you, the real Amy. life. We see you. Yeah. Good thing I don't have a camera out if she had her face all up in it. We hear you. You could just be quiet now, okay? Yeah, quiet. Well, so, so what were you saying? He was. Uh, oh, it's impressive that you can, like I said, quote unquote, uh, reinvent yourself. Like each time that something else either comes up or gets in the way, or you know, you need to take a different direction in life. Yeah, you know the reason mainly. Um, I think the reason I'm able to do that is because of all the different times I've moved in my life Mm -hmm. and all the different scenarios I've been in, crazy situations that, like, sometimes I can't even believe that I actually was in. And, but because of that, like, I've just had to learn how to just shift things really quick. Which in this, which in this lifestyle is a, a, a plus, you know, to be able to do something like that. Yeah, I thrive on change. <clears throat> Out of those 50 places that you moved to, <coughs> what would be the top place that you were at? The top place that I would have been at... Either most you know, most exciting or somewhere that you'd move back to or most memorable. Probably the most... It, like... For hands down, Chicago. Without a doubt. Um, and... Why? I mean. Because I love the culture and the variety of culture and uh, the mix of people and learning from others and all the beautiful things that happen in that city of just really connecting with all different types of people and getting to know them and then also just the variety in the food cultures too the like the different amazing. kinds of food that's available and and also I'm really healthy I'm really particular about what I eat so just that variety too of having anything that I'd like or the things that I like to purchase um, readily available and just I mean it's you know it had it's a great city and I, I that's where I'm from, you know. So if I, if I were to, I I won't move back because I just oh. moved away because of the weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the it's only freezing. thing I really <laughs> didn't like about Chicago is the weather. Mm-hmm. And so, 
yeah, the wind coming off Lake Michigan is is definitely not a fun time in the wintertime. Oh, it's like brutal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> brutal. You it's have to fun. put on like 25 layers just in order to, to stand outside and wait for the owl to go to work. It's kind of funny that you actually say Chicago because, you know, we we thrive on being out in the wilderness now, you know, within van life and... Um, oh. You know, with being in a, a busy city, it's such two different worlds. I completely see what you're saying. Well, for van life, if I had to pick a, pick another place, it would be, oh, hands down, so far. You know, it's just a little over a year in it, so this may change. But if I had to pick a place that I would, like, hang out and be at, for a longer bit of time, mm-hmm. it would be a hot Oregon would be the be one of them, or Pacific Grove, um, California. I actually haven't been to Pacific Grove, California. Yeah, and then yeah, there's so many, there's so many. What's good there? Places, it's hard to choose. <laughs> what's the, what's there in Pacific? Um, so Pacific Grove is this like quaint little town, and it's right next to Carmel by the sea and Pebble Beach. It's kind of in between. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, it's just this charming little place and it has this place called the Asilomar State Beach and it's just all these rocks you can climb on. It's kind of chilly so, you know, it's like that's the only eh because I'm weird about temperatures. But just for everything else it has to offer, it's, it's just beautiful. Um, it's a beautiful place that has also this like it's they call it butterfly town because mm-hmm. it has a monarch butterfly exhibit they weren't there when I was there mm-hmm. um, but they do show up and it's there's all these monarchs in this little area so it's for sure back on my list again it's hard to say Cause... where I'd want to actually physically live though there's so many good places <laughs> well and that's another reason why we live this lifestyle Absolutely. So that way we can pick up and leave or go or stay wherever we want, whenever we want. Yep. Yeah. And since I've obviously never been able to go back to one place and live there forever, because I've never lived anywhere longer than... um, A year? Well, no. (laughs) As a kid, there was one place I lived more than that, and that was the town I call... Antioch, which is where I'm, the town I'm actually from, or otherwise, um, as an adult, I lived in one place for four years, otherwise, so actually some years I moved more than once, (laughs) yeah. So going back to your rig, uh, in, uh, in the beginning, did you have in mind what kind of rig that you wanted to have, like a van, or an RV, or a bus yes I did uh, I I liked the idea of having more of a vintage van because I wanted it to be in alignment with my business and have this whole theme going on mm-hmm. and I like the character behind it the as far as like what I wanted in it mm-hmm. it was for the most part basic the biggest things for me was to have a place that I could cook um, that was the biggest thing. The place that I could cook, ultimately, 
uh, I also wanted to have a area where I could like a, a shower that I could particularly use maybe and then um, those are really my top two I'm trying to think what else do we want in our rigs which now I, do you have a shower in here I don't have a shower in here okay. that didn't happen and I don't have a kitchen set up originally I also wanted a, a toilet set up I realized that I don't really care about the toilet setup, and I don't really care about the shower setup. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe someday, but it's really not that big of a deal. But the kitchen setup was the hardest thing for me to get used to not having because I didn't end up with any of the things that I wanted actually at but, all. <laughs> but if I recall, besides my comfy, loving bed that I just absolutely love. If I recall now, it, like you don't cook very much. Because I think you eat, don't you eat raw foods? Don't you eat? I end up eating veggies? a lot of raw foods. I eat a lot of vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely don't cook as much as I would like to uh, because it's a bit more of a project. Although I fine tuned it and I've gotten a pretty down pat. Um, so that's cool. I had my hot water heated and ready for my, for my coffee this morning in like five minutes. So I'm mm -hmm. getting there. <laughs> I'm definitely getting there. But my rig, there's a reason why I did not get what I wanted. So I took my van to get converted. And I wanted... Where did you take it to? I took it to this guy in San... Well, just outside of San Diego. San Diego area. Mm -hmm. forgetting the name of the town right now. Um, and he was recommended to me by some friends of mine... That had also bought a van, but they are turning their van into a hair salon. That's kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, I took it. We talked about what I wanted. He measured some dimensions. He did all the things that he needed to do, like because I had a specific thing that I wanted the bed to be, all this kind of stuff. The and size, the height. The size, the, the height, those kinds of things. And so... Anyway, um, I gave him a deposit and said, you know, the agreement was I would have the floor, you know, he was going to take out the seeds, lay the floor, build out a kitchen, set up the bed base, cabinets underneath the bed base so that I could just throw, put things in there with like shelves type thing. Right. And then have a solar set up. And a shower, and then an area where I could put like a compost toilet. Mm -hmm. um, and so weeks went by, and he wouldn't respond right away. And I would ask him how it was going, and is it done? Because it was like getting close to the day that I was supposed to move out of my apartment, and it wasn't done yet. Oh. Um, <laughs> and he just kept putting it off kept putting it off and then at some point he said that he was in the emergency room with COVID and, and was he? I don't know if he was or he wasn't it just like I hated to think that like I would think that he was just lying but because it just kept being pushed back mm -hmm. he, I couldn't help but question it and also he wasn't getting back to my friends either and he was being like wishy-washy a bit with them too. So when he so, wouldn't get back to you, what did you have to do from then on out? 
so eventually it didn't get back to me and I went with my friend who picked their they picked their van up earlier that day but it was at a different location and they met with somebody anyway they took me to go get the van and by the time we got there it was dark and it was the van was unlocked in a vacant parking lot because nothing else was there and also um which was the, the shop's the, parking lot or just a yeah, different the place no the place that was supposedly working on it so like there was no vehicles there it was just sitting there unlocked with the key in the on the floor on the driver's side so needless to say i took my van well it's your van <laughs> and left <laughs> um and then called the credit card place and explained you know i did this whole thing it was paid through paypal that i paid the deposit mm-hmm. and so i had to take all the other st- all the stuff that he did do out completely because it wasn't accurate because by this Which point did, i had my this bed. time it didn't seem like it was that much that he did no there was hardly <laughs> it's like hardly much to take out he didn't even finish the floor so rebuild the bed base at least so i would have something to sleep on mm-hmm. get all my stuff in there and when i'm putting all my stuff in there i reach underneath the passenger seat and i pull out this blue chamois and i'm like what is this like it's not mine because i didn't put anything in it yet underneath there mm-hmm. and i pull it out and i open i start to open it up and it's like it's a revolver what underneath <laughs> passenger the- seat and at this point, like, I had been couch surfing a little bit, um, because I was supposed to be out already, and all my shit was in all these different places, you know? Now, and obviously, it wasn't yours. <laughs> no, it wasn't mine. So I called the police, it's like, six hours later, and literally, they came and took the thing out of my van said there was white powder these are their exact words oh there's some white powder on it it's wrapped with magazine um and they were looking with the serial numbers like hmm can't serial number is scratched it's like oh nice you know but i was fine like whatever they didn't even obviously think it was me right or any of that shit and so but meanwhile, I looked the dude up because I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, let's get some you know, info like, on this guy. You have like a loaded gun underneath my passenger seat. Like, what? Like, what the? who the fuck are you? You know? Um, anyway, looked him up and turns out that he was a convicted felon. <laughs> and the reason why is he was basically taking the money and run, and, but in home development in Nevada and spent time behind bars and the only reason I know for a fact that it was him is because it had a picture one of the articles had a picture of him and granted younger but obviously him hmm. so yeah anyway um. <laughs> so how did your fr- how did your friends recommend this guy and they got did they, didn't they get their van built by him well they referred they were referred by somebody else to him and seemed to know what he was doing at that point they had he had started work on theirs mm-hmm. and so they referred him to me yeah that's how <laughs> that one worked 
Um, but no, he never finished theirs either. They had to have all this stuff, a bunch of shit ripped out and redone. That's kind of. They had to have the whole electrical redone, actually. That's kind of surprising, though, yeah. that they would have recommended him to you if they didn't even get their rig done. Yeah, it is, and at the same time, it's it was I don't you know, you know who knows. <laughs> I mean, right. Both both of us got. A bit ripped off. I don't. They ended up having to spend a near fortune because of what they were doing, and they had to have all this stuff ripped out and redone, and you know. So, I kind of feel like it was a blessing in disguise that he didn't finish it because when I saw all the stuff that he'd done with them, that they had to completely, you know, they paid more money and they had to rip it all out and redo it. Like, at least I didn't. I did have to rip some stuff out, but that was was not much of anything. So. So at this I point, like you are, you know, you have your van back, you have the gun situation taken care of, have all that figured out. Uh, now, did at, at, you know you started tearing everything back out? So did you do the rest of the build yourself, or did you have someone else do it? So I did. It's really like more a no build build than a build. So I had, um, I ripped it out. A friend of mine helped me rip out... Well, I ripped out a, a bunch of the stuff. The kitchen, the whole kitchen it thing was ripped out. And then I ripped out ma the majority of the bed. And then a, a guy friend of mine helped me rip out the rest of that. And then we had to rip out part of the old upholstery and stuff from the van that should have been ripped out anyway in order to be able to put a bed base in and so that was a he helped me rip that out and then myself and two friends we built the bed base and put it in here um but then everything else i've done myself there was which the, everything looks really really simple but very very elo eloquent you know it's like very thank nice thank you yeah it's all hidden there's wires behind everything well, there's wires behind walls. There's wires behind right. everything, you know. So, but everywhere. there's no walls any, anywhere. This is the original cabinets on this side. Mm -hmm. um, they Which were on a lot this of side. that stuff is, I think, beautiful. I do too. This this is supposed to be the same thing on both sides, yeah. but he took out this side to do something, and it's just gone. Okay. So I periodically call pick apart to see if they've got like a Dodge Ram. Mm -hmm. 2003 Dodge Ram. Because um, you, you want to put those cabinets back, back on, on because underneath all of this mm -hmm. is still all the holes and everything, and it's ready. And the same thing back here. It was all cabinets. This whole thing was cabinets. All yeah, my old van. It didn't have cabinets, but it had the same design. Like it was just solid. And when I took them off, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Back here, it's and easy. I did this. I did the same thing. I ended up making a shelf. Yeah, and this is just wedged in here. Oh, really? Yeah, because I didn't have the tools to take another piece to come across the back. So I just wedged it, because that's a TV up there. Is there still a TV in there? Uh-huh. Yeah, I left that. I wanted that to be staged, not to watch TV. I don't watch TV. Mm -hmm. I did that because, you know, like, so many people sit in t on TV, sit mm -hmm. and watch on TV, all these beautiful places, or people mm -hmm. hiking, or seeing all of these different things and they think about how awesome it would be to go there and maybe they never will or they can't or they're you know whatever mm -hmm. right 
Um, so I decided that all the places I've been and seen, physically seen and been to, that I'm going to put stickers on the TV for. <laughs> so like I'm looking, I'm looking at all the different things that I did on the TV. That's awesome. <laughs> Except that I was actually there and it's not, the TV doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I put all my stickers. Yeah. Do you, do you have solar on your rig? I do not. And so, uh, what do you run for power in here? Um, I... Or do you not need power? Well, for the first 10 months of van life, I didn't have any power Mm -hmm. at all. Like, literally, if it was dark out and went to sleep, um, it was kind of a cool experience of in itself. But to answer your question, I eventually got a 1,000-watt Jackery, but mine is by Solar Brick. It's a different brand. Okay. Um that plugs into a wall or a 100 watt solar panel and um, then I use that to recharge lights mm-hmm. that I hang up that have like little fans on them and or you know my phone just that stuff but it's super basic like I, I can't use any kind of blender or any kind of small appliance on it it's just for basically charging my technology and like my and what device. was the name of that one? The, the sol- Solar Brick? Yeah, do you like it? I do like it. Um, it has a lot of... Yeah, I mean, I really like it. It's higher quality than Jackery. Hmm. Um, I bought that, and I also bought a... I do have a 100-watt solar panel that, you know, 10 months in, I got to came with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have to set it outside to charge. But then, over the summer, I put that solar panel up on the roof. Yeah. And then three weeks later, it didn't work. So now sometimes it charges it, and sometimes it doesn't charge it. And I'm not really sure what that's all about. Hmm. I was charging it today. But for whatever reason, I figured it out, and um, I haven't... You know, you just get used to it. Right. No? Yeah, my first rig, I didn't have any power, like... I don't know, maybe the first six months or something like that. And then I did basically the same thing as I went out and I bought one of the solar generator systems and just lived off of that. Yeah. Uh, Goal Zero was the one that I had. But I definitely do like having my power built in now. Yeah, it's definitely something I really want. Mm-hmm. Really, really want because it, it, I mean, there is a bit of, like, finagling for things like the technology aspect, mm-hmm. um, utilizing the stuff, that kind of thing. Um, and initially, I thought that I was going to have it, and then when I started looking into the cost of it, um, after I was already in my van, and realized what it was going to cost me, and at that time, I didn't know anyone who could help me just put them on, right. or didn't really understand how to put them on myself and so um you got so many people around you now though that you could. <laughs> that you could have them put on i totally could so someday when i get now it's about getting the stuff this mm-hmm. having to find you know getting the all this stuff that i would need to do it because right. that would be just a game changer it's kind of funny you don't real like moving into van life you don't realize there's certain things you don't you, you have to learn you know like mm-hmm you can't just switch on a light and it's there's there's always going to be a factor the one thing i will say living such a i call it primitive van life 
in a what looks like a pretty posh vehicle because I made it super comfy looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but super prone to van life is that you just learn like I like for lack of a better word I don't don't like to use the word survive but you learn to you just learn a whole new set of skills that could help you mm-hmm. someday that you may not ever realize. Well, even just saying, you know, survival skills, it's not, you know, it's not saying that you're surviving per no. se, but like those skills that are built into you, you know, deep down, it is like if you, not you per se, but if anybody is broken down and has to walk somewhere, they have to s- figure out survival, quote unquote, survival right. skills, what are they going to do next? And so you learn. But some people don't have that at all. No, I know. And then so learning the survival skills needed, because that's been really pretty awesome. So, you know, the other thing is like once I have all the things Mm -hmm. that I originally wanted to have, I'm going to be that much more grateful for them because Mm -hmm. I have them. You know. So, and just my business. Like it'd be nice to have some of those things because it would really be easier when it comes to my business. You're mentioning a business. What yeah. What do you do on the road? So I am a traveling priestess or a shaman. Um, for some of the, for I some of the business. people that don't know, uh, not exactly what that is, but I mean, can you explain just a little bit yeah, about it? Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, my business is called Fearless Goddess, and it's it is for men and women. It's not just solely a female business. Because we all have um, a goddess or feminine side within us, mm-hmm. which allows us to be the creative selves that we are. That said, what I do, you know, is a combination of things: inspirational speaker, in the sense that I inspire people and show them there's possibilities. However, um, I do that slash life coaching in a different way because I am a shaman and a mystic light worker. And then there's a bunch of other stuff that kind of comes in that. But that's who I am and also what I do. And so shamanism is a, or a shaman, I'll just say shamanism, is a ancient way of essentially healing the soul or the spirit level of the human being. And so we all have, if you believe that we all have souls or ancestry, or even just looking at back at the ancestry, there are things, and there's so much to talk about on this topic, but essentially what a shaman does is they go between the different realms and the different worlds and have access to that to help heal mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, cosmically, essentially on a soul level, things that um, have occurred in somebody's life whether it could be any one of those type things and it goes into an assisting on the person's own healing and clarity and answers and there's a wide variety of different things really is a complex topic but if you just look at it as being able to access different realms to help someone heal at the soul level nice now if people want to talk to you more about this or uh, you know, take it's not a class. It would be more of a, a session. You know, yeah. if someone wanted to have a session with you or even learn more about it, where can they reach out to you? Well, for a couple of ways, by website, which is www.fearlessgoddess.com, and uh, also Instagram, 
which is traveling dot priestess at traveling dot priestess. There is also uh, information on that website that talks about some of that stuff. I believe I've been working on something else too, so my brain's a little like, did I? Am I thinking? Anyway, um, those are the two places to reach out to me. It also, too, um, in March, myself and I call them my co-creating woo. We're the Gypsy Woo Crew, as we call ourselves. The Woo Crew? The Woo Crew. Nice. And we are uh, hosting a festival. Um, what? Yeah. And so I'll be Come doing on. my work there also. Just if somebody, you know, to... I'll be doing my work there as part of the festival and the offerings that were happening just automatically included in the what can we, ticket price, so to what speak. What can we expect at this this Woo Festival? So it's a spring equinox festival. So it's Gypsy Woo Fest, spring equinox festival. Um, that is going to be in Death Valley, California, March 17th through the 20th. So it's also the full moon weekend. And um, the spring equinox at the same time. So it's the beginning of spring. And it is, oh my God, there's lots of details on that. First of all, you can also follow Gypsy Woo Crew on Instagram because we're going to launch all the details, well, really soon. So <laughs> um, I would check it out. Uh, and it's going to be a, a wide variety of different mystical things to help us bring in the spring so there's it's we're gonna do fire ceremonies and sound baths and yoga and meditation and breath and shamanic journeys and um, Saturday night we're having a shamanic journey and then afterwards we're having a full moon festival costume party to <laughs> bring in the awesome. full moon and and in there will be ecstatic dance so that's just like one evenings of entertainment we have some other things in there planned as well um, and then there's going to be a couple of little workshops going on I may do a despacho ceremony the last morning for anybody who really feels called to do that um, that's a, a shamanic ceremony to help bring forth um, what you desire into your life so on and so forth uh, anyway, I know I'm forgetting a few things. That's okay, because if people want to learn yeah. more about it, they can go over to the event page, or they can um, reach out to you on Instagram and be able to get more information on that. Absolutely. Now, I did hear you say, I heard you mention uh, tickets. Yes. Do you guys have a price on tickets just yet? We do. So, we have a couple of different pricing options the first one is $111 per person, so it's per ticket. Um, Does that include, like, camping? and? Yeah, that includes all the camping. It actually includes showers as well. That's awesome. Um, and it includes all of the things that you'll see listed, with the exception of a, another upgrade, and that is a $99 upgrade, and that is for a plant medicine shamanic ceremony uh, and it's only li it's limited to 30 people for the sacredness of it is and also for for what it is 
um, and for us to facilitate it and watch over people. So that's that's that. And then there is one other thing that you can add, and it's 33 bucks, and it's a banya. And a banya is a Russian sauna. So <laughs> What? Yeah. You're going to so, have a Russian sauna? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. What's the difference between a regular sauna and a Russian sauna? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm not entirely sure, but they are going to, owners of the property are going to run it a few hours every day. So, and then. Oh, so this is on like private land. Yes. That's awesome. Um, and then we have some other little kind of surprises that um, people will find out when they arrive. Well, I think throughout we're not all the events, about. there's always little surprises yeah. that pop but up. But these are little surprises that are from us. Okay. Yeah. That's going to gonna be awesome, though. It the sounds people who like... attend that we're just not talking about at all. <laughs> it sounds like it's a, um, you know, going to be an amazing time, especially for people that, you know, do what you guys do. Yes. And it's going to be small. Like, there's only 111 tickets available. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, so that said, um, it's 111 tickets available, so it's really intimate, but you can upgrade to that, you know, it's not, so you can buy the ticket and upgrade to the, to the medicine ceremony if you want, but it's, there'll be a total of 111 tickets sold. Um, we do have volunteers, um, but they'll be, they'll, you know, they'll be separate from that, so... That sounds amazing. Uh, so usually at this time in the podcast, I usually like to ask my guests to uh, maybe ex- explain or tell some of the listeners that are uh, newbies that are coming into this lifestyle, maybe something that you didn't know or something that you can tell them to, you know, maybe more money or uh, have a better solar system, you know, something, maybe a learning thing for newbies that are coming out on the road. Oh, I think, you know, there's so much that could be said to that. Um, I feel like what I'm called to share is more about to understand that when you move into a van, that everything that you're used to doing is not going to be the same. <laughs> not even and close. Not even close. And I think, because I know for myself, um, I heard like the top type five things you're going to want to make sure you have or don't do your build out right away. And those could be true. But I think for me, I think the biggest thing that I would share with anybody new out there or maybe thinking about van life is it, it's normal for you to be like what the fuck and where the fuck is all my stuff <laughs> and just to like be kind of like I don't know about this like I don't understand this I don't know if I can handle this I don't know if I can handle the fact that like I can't find my spoons or I have to like dig for this or I have to there's all these little things and you know I thought I was organized and it, everything's all over the place mm-hmm. and just be patient because there are these little things and those are totally normal and it is it is not easy in the beginning that's i think we there's like a a thing out there that you know it glamorizes our culture at this point and it is very glamorous in a lot of ways because we get to see and experience some of the most spectacular things 
ever. And also at the same time, when you start, it is not easy. No, <laughs> and not at all. And it's and and it, and it's, it's learning not, a new skill. It's learning a new skill, and it doesn't matter whether you have a built-out van or you don't have a built-out van. Yes, if it's not built out, is it going to be more of a challenge? Yes. Is there more reward? I don't know. Maybe. I, I can't say. But what I can say is... I think that's one is, of those to eat your own. It's to eat your own. And just know that, like, it's normal for it to not be easy. And that, like, it's okay to go walk up to a group of people in their vans and say hi. People are warm and welcoming. Don't feel like because you pull up somewhere and there's a couple people talking in their van lifers that you can't go up and say hi. Well, you can. This... And you can also do that as a female. Because I will just say as a woman being a van lifer that like I've met more respectful, loving, genuine men in this van life and people are respectful. So just know that you can tr- just know that you can trust people. Well, a lot of people in this that... community a lot of people that don't know about this and thank you for using that word community because it is um, a lot of people see and hear about people getting into a, a van or a rig per se and going out to the woods or the desert or being by themselves but there is this community that is loving and special in a huge way that we can can just connect in a weekend you know I, I believe we were talking earlier in your quote unquote woo crew you met at an event over a couple days and now you guys are putting on your own event and work together and do business yeah right and we tested that out like a month later literally to the day of um, Northwest Nomads because we we met there we talked, decided that we wanted to have a Halloween gathering, and we did. And two weeks later, it was Halloween, and we like, people came, and we had fun, and we did a lot of the stuff that we're going to be doing. Nowhere near as much of it, obviously. Um, well, I, I, I we, have a feeling that was a, a test It was just kind of like... Weekend, you know. Yeah, it was like just a bunch of friends that wanted to get together and have all, a bunch of our friends come and hang out and have fun. Mm-hmm. And so... We realized that, like, it was really enjoyable and that, yeah, so here we are. <laughs> but that's the beauty of what the magic can happen in the community. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said, you know, yes, it's hard in the beginning. It's normal. And go up and talk to other van lifers when you see them. People are warm and welcoming and will welcome you into the community you read don't the need situa- to be by yourself. Read the situation, guys, though, because some, you know, if, if somebody's rig is closed, um, if their lights are on, you know, read out the situation if you can knock, if you can't knock. Uh, if their doors are open, I'd say walk right up and go say hi. Typically, it, doors open means come on over and say hi. Mm-hmm. Doors closed means... I want my privacy. Yeah, they're either working, sleeping, maybe they're not even there, you know. But if you see a few people standing outside hanging out together. A fire, music. A fire, music, anything at all. It's not just that little group of people. That's the other way the world is like, but this is a different world. In this world, you see a few people hanging out by a fire or talking, it means go on over. Mm -hmm. It, you... 
it. In, you see someone living in a in a regular home and they have a fire in the backyard. Usually, it's, it's not welcoming too much <laughs> just to walk walk into their backyard <laughs> and grab a beer out of the cooler and be like, "All right, guys, let's do this." Right, but in the van life world, it means come on over. It means come on over. <laughs> so just know that. That's my advice. No, definitely it's important to know those kinds of things, not just the basic needs that you're going to have because like you need people mm-hmm. and community maybe not all the time but you need it and you need to know it's okay to like go up and talk to people and that we're a warm welcoming bunch <laughs> <laughs> oh man we are definitely a warm welcoming bunch <laughs> no I kind of so one other thing that I just thought about was that uh, in our community Music is huge. And I didn't even think of that when I moved into van life. You know, like, Wes, per se. You know, he's sitting out at the fire right now playing music. I know. Um, I don't remember the guy that's in the minivan next to us. Oh, yeah, Brian. Brian. He, plays he comes viola. over, yeah, plays the viola. You know, everybody, not everybody, but anybody that's playing an instrument or that can sing or whatever usually grabs their their instrument and brings it with them. Yeah, I'll bring out my singing bowls or my hang drum. Which is some it's so amazing when you bring out bring them out. I will bring them out. It's chilly out right now. Mm -hmm. So it's like it hibernates a little bit when it gets cold. But a hang drum I could bring out and play by the fire. Alrighty, Laura. Well, I appreciate you so much coming on. I know I've been trying to get you to do an episode with me for a while since we met, but I have a feeling that you know, the the time, the time speaks of when it's the right time to actually get get the word out. Totally agree. And I know that you, you know, are just launching some some business stuff and some websites and maybe some some writings coming up here soon yeah so it's actually (laughs) it's actually a great time to get you on here and get get the word out from from your travels absolutely all righty guys thank you very much for tuning